evening to you, God, from Tony the Toilet, a compacting structure of compressed ceramic or porcelain debris, and I, reconstituted star debris. We are breezy brothers sitting in the bathroom just trying to keep our debris together. Can you dig it? All right, sorry if what comes out of my mouth is just annoying debris, but you do catch my drift, my theme for tonight's chat? Mm -hmm. I was thinking about one of my favorite topics. No, not women's booties. Booty! All right, all right, let's take a cleansing breath. A spiritual cleansing breath, please. Okay, I was thinking about the Garden of Eden, the world's first gated community. So I was thinking, which got me to thinking, which got me to seeing, which got me to wondering, which got me to asking, how clean was the Garden of Eden? I mean, Adam and Eve were residing in this, you know, gated community, rent-free, lucky them. But they were not free of all living irritations like debris. The apple, for instance, was mentioned as being in the Garden of Eden. So, at the very least, there was an apple tree. And the snake wasn't a vendor with a worker's apron on, erectly positioned behind a stand shouting, Juicy, sinfully good-tasting apples for sale! Try one! Try one! There was a tree, yes, a tree, that Adam or Eve could have walked to, stood under, and reached up and picked an apple. Well, at least Eve would have picked an apple, according, you know, to the rumors. And speaking of rumors, I know... Wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. They had an apple, right? Eve took a bite, Adam took a bite, and then you kicked him out. But we don't know when you kicked him out, do we? And we don't know how many apples they were allowed to eat or how long they stayed. So, based on my contention, I will continue on. Now, we have no way of knowing if there were other fruit trees or vegetables or other edible plants we don't know if anything else was growing, but come on now. The Garden of Eden was not some, some amateur garden. It was your garden, God. If anyone would have a green thumb, that would be you. There could have been um, avocados or uh, hot Cheeto bushes or Oreo, uh, ornamental plants or coffee plants that you could use to make ice cream, coffee ice cream. All right, fine. I caught a bit of a buzz and I have the munchies. You, you, you happy? You see, though, you see what I'm getting at? Even if there were only apples, which I don't think was true, when you eat something, not all of whatever is eaten is completely consumed. There's something, you know, left over, the remains of the day, like apple cores. And if all there was were just apples to eat, then there would be a shitload of apple core debris spread all over the Garden of Eden. And speaking of shitload, I would imagine that if Adam and Eve were mechanically designed a lot like us, more specifically, the design of the digestive system, Adam and Eve would be evacuating the remains of their days, or their digestive debris, all over the place, turning the Garden of Eden into debris in paradise. Don't tell me Adam and Eve didn't shit and wait. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, when they were through, like any two-legged flesh creature, they would look for something to wipe their bottoms. What do you say, God? Cleanliness is next to godliness. And wait, there's more. Where debris exists, flies, dung beetles, insects would descend to enjoy what remained and in turn leave their remains, their debris as well. Is it possible that you didn't kick Adam and Eve out of your garden if there was so much debris about it was time to move on and find somewhere else to use as a toilet and an eating station? I mean, we were in Africa. We often heard, Africa is your toilet. 
Enjoy. Look, I'm not trying to bum you out, God, really. I truly love the notion of a paradise. But my cynical self believes that paradise is a concept, a mental construct. Look, in reality, it cannot exist. Just by your creatures living on this earth, we take what is beautiful and leave schmutz everywhere. You know, stains, marks. I mean, personally, I'm an expert at putting schmutz on my clothes. No matter how careful I am, invariably I will drop something on my shirt or pants. It is literally impossible to stay in a clean clothing paradise. I've been tempted to eat naked, and it may come to that, but now I have resorted to using three napkins. One placed on over my chest, one on each leg. I'll let you know how that goes, but I'm not hopeful. The point is, nothing remains pristine forever, and that includes, I think, the Garden of Eden. Did this discovery anger you? Were you disappointed? Did you really believe the Garden of Eden would remain debris-free? To live, well, is a messy business. As you know, I am OCD. I cannot look away from debris. I see it and I immediately find the hand back and start it up, which sends my dog scampering away. I want to ignore the debris of life, but I cannot. I stand vigilant to clean up whatever and wherever. For me, God, paradise is a stepping into a hotel room. Yes, stepping into a hotel room for the first time. I actually tear up. I stand there at marvel at how debris-free the room is, how everything is in its place. <sighs> I have entered paradise. Do you have the same urge? Do you feel sometimes like transforming yourself into Mr. Clean and picking up an enormous sponge and some pine salt and start scrubbing? Look, a bit of advice, if you don't mind, which I don't listen to, but I should. The Garden of Eden's fate was never to remain in perfect condition, free of debris. A new car, for instance. You know the first scratch is coming. You can scream when it happens, or you can laugh. My advice is to laugh. Even with my OCD, I managed to laugh at the debris as I'm cleaning it up, of course. Your game was never designed to be a garden of paradise, but a garden of debris, and our job is to see how able we can navigate through it. No debris will create obstacles between you and your goals. Know that the beautiful white pantsuit that you look so good in is going to eventually get a stain on it that will never truly go away. Know that those pressed linen pants cuffs will sweep the street clean, picking up debris as you merrily walk along. Enjoy debris in paradise. Hell, why wait? Seek debris out and embrace it. Perhaps Adam and Eve did just that. When they realized that the Garden of Eden could never stay perfect, it gave them the courage to leave your garden. The garden isn't perfect. We are not perfect. Let's take a chance and, and see what's out there. You see, God, we are made of debris. We make debris. We become debris. Amen. You know, paradise really doesn't exist, but for a moment, the illusion of paradise does exist when we sing. It elevates the soul. I've said that many a time. I really wonder what I would do without singing. I do know this. I do know that 
if going to services had no singing, nothing, just spoken word. I don't know, God, if I ever would have gone to temple. Such is the power, always, of music. If nothing else, it gives the illusion of paradise. And as always, I'm not expecting my songs to you to put you in necessarily a paradise-like mood, but it sure helps me. Where is paradise? Can you tell me the address? It's not down here. That's easy to confess. We do, we take, we make mistakes. We break and bend and try to mend. But no matter what you do, once you open the package, it never again is new. Paradise is perfect. Nothing's ever wrong. Nothing is out of place. It's a perfect song. But life is hardly perfect. Stay around and you notice, in fact, it can be cruel. Paradise, they say, can be found for a price. Well, that's the dream of fools. But who wants paradise where workers always play? No worries, no problems, no sadness, no sickness. Did you live that every day? Always sweetness, no sour. Every minute, every hour, a smile on your face all the time. Maybe in the hereafter. Till then there is laughter and song and drink and time to cry. Let paradise await us after we say goodbye. Well, God, well, God, you know, I was thinking about paradise. It's so easy to make the statement that, well, there isn't paradise, that, you know, you just have to laugh at the schmutz and the stains and the ups and the downs. But, you know, there are a lot of people that today, especially, have no interest in what I've just said. They probably would be extremely angry that I'm talking about, well, just go with it. There is no such thing as paradise. You know, we're all just debris. Well, that's what people are feeling like, God. They're feeling like debris. Not feeling like they're whole. They're coming apart. And that's not a pleasant thing to watch. Paradise. Hmm. Maybe we see paradise in our dreams. But I tell you, I know in my dreams, if they're like anybody else's, I, I rarely have dreams about fields of 
beautiful flowers and sunny days and booty. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm struggling. Even in my dreams, as I've said this a thousand times before. Acceptance. It's a hard thing to do. The paradise doesn't exist. And, and even people say, don't they, that don't worry. Once you leave your body, hallelujah, you will now no longer have all the burdens and you will be in paradise. But if it isn't, though, and I know you're not going to reveal, well, I will try to think more pleasant thoughts and hopefully be more rested in the morning. I'm not hopeful, but I'll try. Night God. Rest. <laughs>